You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, everybody? It's Friday, July 1st, and you're listening to the College Football Daily. I'm your host, Nick Costco, and we have a crazy episode for you today. Eric Scopel of Duck Territory, our Oregon 24-7 sports site, is going to join me to talk about the USC-UCLA move over to the Big Ten. According to multiple reports, the two schools are headed to the Big Ten and leaving the Pac-12 by 2024 in a bombshell move for college football and college athletics at large. What's Oregon going to do? That's the biggest question now that Eric is going to help us answer in my conversation with him. We'll see what Oregon might do, might not do, and also get his reaction on the move for the Pac-12 basically getting dissolved at this point. So here's my conversation with Eric Scopel. Eric, first of all, I mean, what, what is your first reaction to this news from the Oregon Ducks perspective, knowing that Oregon's basically the class of the Pac-12 over the last few years, but now the biggest brands, USC and UCLA, are on their way out the door. It's not a great day. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's it, we're kind of in the middle of the summer here. I used to go for a swim right around now. I was getting ready to kind of walk out the door and then saw John Wilner of the Mercury News' tweet and uh, was like, oh, boy, I guess my day is, is reshaping. And and I, I think a lot of things stand out. First off, as somebody who's lived on the West Coast my entire life and covered the conference, followed the conference for, you know, a long time, it, it's, it's sad to see – the conference kind of devolving the way it is. And I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't think there's much question. I mean, we just saw what happened with the big 12 and the big 12 is, is still standing, but I think most recognize without Oklahoma, without Texas long-term that conference lacks much viability. And I think you look at the PAC 12, you look at USC and UCLA, those brands aren't on the same, probably they're probably not peers with Oklahoma, Texas, but in terms of the PAC 12, they're pretty close. And you just kind of think, big picture it's not great for this conference and then with the Oregon perspective it's what's the move because I I don't expect Rob Mullins the athletic director to sit on his hands and just accept this and and not move on and my guess is he's already on the phone or probably has been it sounds like this has been in the work a couple of works a couple of days and I would imagine Oregon will try to latch on somewhere else I'm not reporting that um, but my sense is that they won't they'll be active I, I don't think they're going to just accept their fate and say oh Pac-12 is the Pac-12, USC, UCLA are gone, we're fine, because you remove those schools and the conference is close to kind of defunct. You just don't think that's a move that you're probably accepting, knowing how aggressive Oregon is in every other uh, part of its athletic department. Obviously, it's just speculation on your part about what Oregon could do in the future, but it's interesting that you mentioned that you think they're going to be on the phone almost immediately about where to go next. Do, do you really have no... Is there no sense of Oregon now staying in the Pac-12 and hoping that the, that the uh, conference adds some other schools? Maybe Obviously, we saw the Big 12 add a few more schools once we saw Texas and Oklahoma decide their plans to go to the SEC. Is there really no chance now that you see Oregon really saying, you know what, we're going to stick around now in the Pac-12? They could, right? I mean, I wouldn't put. I mean, realignment is pretty unpredictable. No one. Ex- I didn't expect this a couple of hours ago, and and we might be in a spot here where, yeah, where the the Big Twelve and the Pac Twelve come together and combine and try to form a conference. I just think you look at the brands in the Big Twelve that would be remaining, and in the Pac Twelve, and I don't think those brands are on par or even close to on par with what the Big Ten has, the SEC has, and a couple of the ACC schools. And I think for Oregon, which 
Phil Knight has made it very clear they want to win national championships. It's going to be very difficult to do that, I would imagine, given what the recognition or the reputation of what the Pac-12 slash Big 12, if there was some sort of combination there. And I think I even saw a couple of people suggesting that this might be headed towards, you know, 220 or so school power conferences. And I thought for a while it makes a lot of sense to do something like that. It's just happening more organically. And I would just don't think Oregon wants to be left behind. So I'm not I'm not reporting that they're on the phones. I just think that they will be somewhat aggressive in, in trying to figure out the best path because I, I, I don't think for how aggressive and how much money is put in this athletic department to try to win national championships, that's the goal, that they're just going to you know, wave the proverbial white flag and say, oh, it's over because USC and UCLA are gone. And I think there are just other conferences that would be more attractive to try to attain those goals than whatever a Pac-12, Big 12 kind of, I don't know, conglomeration might look like down the line from a geography standpoint it almost seems like it doesn't make sense that usc and ucla are going to be going now to the midwest and of course all the way to the east coast when they take on maryland and Rutgers for just just for as an example so do you see if whoever oregon talks to on the phone do you see this athletic department saying you know what, we have to join the big 10 to make that super conference is it an acc move although that, that, that's really on the east coast at that point or, or, or is it the SEC? I mean, I don't know where this goes from here. I would say, I would say, from what a geography standpoint, it just makes sense that Oregon latches on with you with uh, USC and UCLA in the Big Ten at this point. Maybe a couple more years down the line. Yeah, if we're just getting totally hypothetical, that would make the most sense, I think. Um, and this also, I think, one of the things I've thought about is very rarely do these realignments happen in odd numbers. And so if US, USC was the, that sounds like all the reporting is they were the impetus to leave the PAC 12 and UCLA made sense as the partner to join them because of the geographical and the rivalry and all of that in a big market, LA you kind of dominate that. Oregon wouldn't probably be very attractive by itself. And so you have to figure out who you would want to pair with Oregon. And again, we're getting super hypothetical. We're way down the line here. I mean, who, who knows tomorrow, something completely different could come out, but I would imagine a school like Washington is probably pretty attractive if you're trying to pair with Oregon. That's a pretty big rivalry. I think that's probably understated nationally. Um, geographically, they're very close together. Um, Seattle and, and Eugene are, I mean, Seattle's a much bigger market, but those are programs that have, I would say, more revenue, you know, influx. Those are programs that are historically pretty darn good. And I'm not trying to slight either Oregon State or Washington State, which are both the in-state rivals there. But I think nationally, if you were to pull people and ask what are the bigger programs remaining in the Pac-12 now that USC and UCLA are gone. I think Oregon and Washington are probably near the top of the list, along with the Utah and along with Stanford and some of these non-football you know, non sports. So there are some, I think, attractive schools in the Pac-12 to kind of look at and to see where they would work, just like I think there are some pretty attractive schools in the Big 12, which is why I think ultimately this has to align where you have some of these schools aren't, I don't think all these schools are going to get left behind you know, I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12, the schools remaining, some of those have to latch on somewhere um, because I think there's just too much momentum, at, at least at a couple of those programs. We'll take a quick break. Keep it locked here. More on Oregon's reaction. Of course, the USC-UCLA move to the Big Ten coming up next year on the College Football Daily. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. 
Wow. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So, Eric, I wonder your thoughts on the recruiting trail aspect of this now that, again, we are now, what, two years away at most from from UCLA and USC? from having a different types of recruiting trails. Now they're going to recruit the West Coast. They might have to infiltrate the Midwest now. Ultimately, if Oregon is still in the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 is not totally dissolved by 2024, again, another hypothetical for you, but how does, <laughs> how does this affect the recruiting trail for Ducks football and the rest of athletics here over at Oregon? I mean, it's a, it's, the Oregon Athletic Department has been really successful recruiting the last decade or so. I mean, the University of Oregon under Mario Cristobal turned in uh, num- numerous classes that are best in program history that are ranked top 10 nationally. Uh, the women's basketball program had a number one ranked recruiting class a couple of years ago. The men's program, I think, was number three about three years ago. I mean, Oregon as a program athletic department has been really successful recruiting, which is why I just find it really hard to believe they're not going to somehow be involved in all of this. But yeah, you do wonder are, what are the pros and cons of this? I mean, Oregon already is recruiting nationally. I mentioned those big time classes. A lot of the top prospects have come from California in all those classes, but a lot of them have also come from Florida and Texas and even some in the Midwest. So if you're Oregon, you already are, quote unquote, a national brand to a certain degree. And I think that even adds up if you look at Oregon's 2023 class with some success down in Mississippi, with some success um, in other parts of the of the West Coast, but also other parts. I think they just had a recruitment of a kid from Washington, D.C. that committed. So there is already in place the ability to be kind of a national recruiting program. I would imagine it would be much more attractive in this hypothetical if Oregon does join one of these other conferences to be able to say, hey, we may be coming closer to you regularly, to the families, right? And I think that's always the recruiting pitch when you do. I mean, that's why oftentimes you see some some of these schools schedule games down the line that maybe aren't areas they want to target in recruiting. Oregon's going down to Georgia this year, I think there's an intentionality of we were going to recruit the Southeast. Let's go show that we can, you know, be close to those families and they can come watch the games. That becomes a lot more easy, much more tangible and regular if you're able to join a conference. So for Oregon, I think that would be a, probably a recruiting positive. Um, this is all so far. I'm, I'm trying to, it's like I'm doing mental gymnastics, trying to figure out how all of this works because it's so strange to think about because just a couple of hours ago, none of this was really on my radar, but I'd imagine if Oregon hypothetically does join another conference that, you know, as a brand that's already has some success recruiting nationally, I think this would only help. And and you've seen that certainly, right, with when Texas A&M and Missouri joined the SEC, both of them, especially A&M, saw upticks in recruiting because they're now in different parts of the country. So on a regular basis. It's interesting because the, the reports are stating that this has been in the works for months or there's at least been discussions for months about USC and UCLA making this move from the Pac-12 over to the Big Ten. I find it fascinating because the Pac-12 made what was seen as a universally loved move, which was eliminating divisions, and all of a sudden they're going to lose their two biggest brands out of the conference. I mean, so just just, just putting that all together, and you mentioned before the mental gymnastics, I mean, how much was this really on everybody else's radar aside from USC and USC? I mean, with with, uh, your reporting with Oregon and maybe any, any other school in the conference, was anybody else really thinking about this? 
Well, I think it's kind of comical first off to put some context that, you know, the Pac-12 and the Big Ten are in an alliance with the ACC to not do this, to schedule each other. Basically, this was against, this was a move to kind of position themselves against the SEC, and yet you kind of got stabbed in the back here. And, and part of that was not just scheduling, but not to poach programs. Like, that was like, I don't know if that was overtly stated, but I think that was kind of an understanding. I know Pac-12 Commissioner George Klyakov was quoted in April or, or May, I, I don't remember the date, but I remember the story saying that he didn't have, he said, absolutely not. I have no concern about the Big Ten or any of our alliance partners to t- you know, poaching schools. And yet here we are. And that's exactly what's happened. So no, I don't think this was really on people's radars. It, it you know, when I started seeing some of the cryptic tweets this morning that preceded John Wilner's tweet, um, kind of laying out what was going on. The thought of USC leaving the conference, because it was, I mean, th- th- what was tweeted was like, this is earth shattering news. And that kind of would make the most sense, like hypothetically. I knew it wasn't Oregon because I'm pretty attached there. If it would have been Oregon, I would have been really embarrassed. I always got my pants down, so to speak. But no, I, I think this wasn't really on my radar. I mean, it, when, when, they, when it was laid out, it kind of made sense. But I, I'm still struggling to kind of understand uh, how all this is going to work from it, like a travel perspective, from a non-football perspective. Like I, we, 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 posted a uh, podcast reacting to this on our Ots and Audibles, which is the Oregon-centric podcast I do at Duck Territory. And I think one of the things, you you know, some of the stuff makes a lot of sense from a football perspective. Like, sure, like I get that. From a non-revenue, from a smaller sports perspective, it's sort of confusing. I guess we're just to the point now where we have to accept that football is the decision maker. Like, you'll figure the rest out. And it's already been reported that I think all the – uh, all of USC's programs besides its beach, women's beach volleyball program are joining the Big Ten as well. And so they are going to figure this out. It's going to be interesting. It's a ton of travel. And if you're a fan of USC or UCLA, I'm sure you're excited because you feel like you're latching onto a better conference. But ultimately, going to away games is probably going to be a little more complicated. And I'm sure some folks down in LA have big pockets. It's probably not that big of a thing. But for some of the common fans, I'm sure you're going like, wow, it was a lot easier to, to get on a flight and go to Eugene than it's going to be to go to like Evanston or East Lansing or something. He is Eric Scopel of Duck Territory. One more for you, Eric. And this is, again, we're, we're going to do the mental gymnastics. We're going to do the hypotheticals. And I have a bit of a fun one here for you, actually. It just popped into my head as well. So there were there obviously were reports about Lincoln Riley. Not really reports, just more of speculation about Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma to go to USC to avoid the SEC. He obviously said, no, that's not true. I just wanted to go to USC or however he, however he phrased it. And now it's interesting that I, put, that I put two and two together. Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon, goes back closer to home to Miami. He joins the ACC. I'm not saying he knew about the Pac-12's intentions to basically dissolve and have two teams go to the Big Ten. Dan Lanning comes from the SEC, comes over to the Pac-12 now, head, head new head coach of Oregon. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to put any uh, words in anybody's mouth, but these coaches might be knowing something. They, they might know things that we don't know months in advance. And what do you, what do you say to that? I, I say I'm skeptical of that, but I wouldn't put anything <laughs> past any of this. And, I mean, it, 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 all of this is so strange. And, and I guess if you're – because it has been reported that Dan Lanning was a candidate for the Oklahoma job. In fact, I don't know if it was reported he was offered, but it sounded like it got close to that. If he had – some level of awareness that Oklahoma, which was, which had already made the announcement to go to the SEC, if he had some sort of awareness that Oregon was going to be in a conference that was dead, then he probably made the wrong choice by coming to Oregon strictly based upon the way the, the alignment was going to work out. So that's why I'm probably skeptical of it. At the same time, like, I don't know. Who knows, man? I won't put it past. There's, there's a lot of chatter going on behind closed doors that we're not privy to. And 
ultimately a lot of us are just left kind of reacting. Even folks like myself who feel pretty dialed in at Oregon, like the Pac-12 being basically on its deathbed is feels a little surprising even for me as as we come to the end of the month of June. Tell you what, those Big Ten and SEC meetings are going to be wild affairs to watch in the coming years, of course. Eric, where can everybody find you on social media? The Eric, E-R-I-K underscore Scopil, S-K-O-P-I-L on Twitter. And uh, you can go find my work at DuckTerritory.com along with Matt Freeman, Jared Mack. I think we do a really good job covering Oregon and probably going to do a, pr- a pretty good job of covering the Pac-12 and what's going on now because uh, somebody's got to be tracking all this stuff. Pac-12 and maybe the future of Oregon football in the Big Ten and Oregon athletics in the Big Ten as well. Eric, appreciate you joining me as always. Big thanks once again to Eric Scoble for joining me on the College Football Daily. And boy, it's going to be an absolute bonanza of a summer, rest of the summer, to see what happens with college football realignment. And over the next couple of years, I mean, we could see super conferences, Big Ten and SEC running things in college football and the rest of college athletics. It's totally possible at this point not going to rule anything out now as as usc and ucla are set to now travel the country for their athletics and join the big 10 by 2024 be sure to follow me on twitter at nick costco 59 n-i-c-k-k-o-s-k-o-5-9 be sure to follow 24 7 sports on twitter as well be sure to subscribe rate and download wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to subscribe and rate these episodes on our youtube page as well for the College Football Daily and all of our other 24-7 sports content as well. You've been listening to the College Football Daily. I'm Nick Costco. Thanks so long. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Deucible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must-listen. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.